Are to... my headphones a little bit quiet, Ian? Anyone else's headphones a little bit quiet? No, mine are at a lovely volume. Yeah, oh. no, mine are good, thanks. Mine are really nice. Okay. Do you want to turn them up? No. I'm all right. I live with it. Yeah. I suffer from oh, art. Oh, oh. You, su- you suffer for your art. Yeah, well, mildly quiet I believe headphones. it's probably a dial out there. Like, I don't feel like you would have to suffer too much. Oh, right, fine, <laughs> fine. I'll go fix it, Rory. Just stop <laughs> hassling me. Do you want me to listen out here, Lukey? Oh, give us a bigger sigh there. Give us a bigger sigh. <laughs> Very good. I suppose that's kind of better. Is it? raging. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another bonus episode of In the Lamplight. It is June. The sun is out. So what better to do on this fine summer's evening than retreat to a dark studio at the back of a petrol station <laughs> in Grange <laughs> and not an ice cream in sight. You're not exactly bigging up my studio there, but anyway. <laughs> there must be a reason I hear you say. Why, oh why, if we have made the long trip out to North Sligo, are we not on the beach at Strida or Mullochmore, toes curling in the sand, the gentle waves caressing our bony ankles? Why... <laughs> Why is this a feckin' erotic novel or something? Why is it so sexual? Why are we not lying in the heather at the foot? (laughs) Why are we not lying in the heather, right? At the foot of Ben Bobbin. Watching the few clouds that exist today chase the sun across the bluest of blue skies. This is so beautiful. (laughs) Breaking bony ankles. Thankfully, thankfully, lads, there is a reason. We are not totally mad. Because today on In the Lamplight, folks, we are talking to none other than Deirdre O'Kane. That's right. The hugely successful Irish comedian and actress is joining us later on the show to tell us some stand-up stories, to talk about the year she spent in Sligo as a young actor in 1987, and about her brand new show, Demented. And as there's one one thing guaranteed with this chat, it's going to be a bit of crack. A bit of crack, surely. Mm -hmm. When did you first come across her? Rory, what do you know about Deirdre O'Kane? Yeah, I don't know if I... when, When I first came across her, I'm not sure. I know my... To date, current standout image that comes to mind when uh, when someone mentions Deirdre O'Kane. And the person who usually mentions Deirdre O'Kane is my girlfriend, Elaine, who adores her. And it was absolutely disgusted that we would get to talk to her before Elaine got to talk to her. So I'm relishing in that fact, first off the bat. I love that. Uh, and second off, yeah, so what comes to mind for me is, lads, I think it was probably about two years ago, maybe three, maybe t- 2019, 2020 comic relief. And uh, Deirdre O'Kane did the weather on RTE. Do you remember that? She came on kind of halfway through the normal weather segment at the end of the news. And just kind of like, she's so uplifting, so funny and just so Irish. It was, for me, it was real Irish comedy. It was our lads. The weather is shite. Let's face fact here. The old slanty rain's going to be down for the day. Uh, So that's uh, that's what I think of when I think of Deirdre O'Kane for sure. Excellent. How about yourself, Luke? Um, uh, Pat's the Freedom. Oh, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever watched Pats oh, the Freedom? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I came across that a few years ago. I just finished uh, binging through a couple of um, British mockumentary-style things, like, uh, you know, Extras and the UK Office. And yeah, the, yeah, co- yeah, And I was just on that buzz. I love a good um, mockumentary, and I was just looking for something else 
in that vein to, to fill the void and uh, yeah I gave that a go it was really good yeah for really, sure really really yeah, funny yeah, yeah. so I'd recommend that to, to anybody that uh, likes that kind of stuff it's a Luke recommends it's a Luke recommends Luke lectures oh Luke lectures yeah except to be more of if I was doing a segment like that I'd be more just giving out a little bit now you'll have to do this right <laughs> just stop that now put that aside that's useless right this is the way you have to do it It'd be much more of a so Rory said to people about coming to the team night I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty stern. <laughs> um, yeah, go. You should go and uh, you go and check that out. It's about um, two very kind of different inmates that get released from prison, and it just kind of follows them as a uh, a kind of fly on the wall mockumentary of them kind of going back to their lives and and, and stuff. And that yeah. sort of that sort of shows the two sides of Deirdre, like the actress and the comedian. Yes, yes correct. Know, which which we'll which we'll talk to her about. Very good. Well, we look forward to that. But firstly, we got to find out. Where was Hall on the streets this week? I haven't got my uh, remote play thing, so I'm just going to have to get up again. I just I put them Do you want us to sing it for you? <laughs> <laughs> on you go, Michal, from the top. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Michal can't remember his own jingle. No, I can remember the tune of it, but I can't remember the first line. I can think of Rory's. No, that doesn't, that's not what we're doing now. I we're not. know, but... When your life is feeling grey Like a dull and cloudy day That's Rory's yeah. That's Rory's one, yeah <laughs> Give me the start of mine <laughs> Talking to your average Joes A random question he will pose What one ask one never knows What's your favourite movie, savoury or fruity Do you like a sushi? <laughs> <laughs> it's me all on the streets Oh, sorry, I forgot about that Ah, ruined it Yes, we better play the real one Talking to your average Joes A random question he will pose What he'll ask one never knows What's your favourite movie? Savoury or fruity? Do you like a sushi? It's me all on the My lads, what's the crack? Streets My favourite song is Dankeschön from the film Ferris Bueller's Day Off My favourite song is Up and it is from Sing Street my favourite song is Live Forever by Oasis and it's from the movie uh, Oasis Nebworth. It's also in Oasis Supersonic. My favourite song from a movie is definitely Good Morning Baltimore. <laughs> My favourite is The Chain from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Perfect. My favourite song from a film is Where Is My Mind from Fight Club. My favourite song is uh, Born Slippy from Trainspot. My favourite one was Come As You Are from Captain Marvel. My favourite song is Lola from Percy. <laughs> It's me all on the My lads, what's the crack street? It's so much easier to see me all on the streets at young people. Oh yeah? That's where I realised it. We were at the teenage <laughs> theme night there a couple of weeks ago. What was it, two, three weeks ago maybe? Maybe yeah. two. That's yeah. when I did it. And yeah, it's so much easier. Like people actually start queuing to do a meal on the streets, whereas you're begging people on the streets. Usually, you're like, "Please talk to me." The lads will never forgive me if I don't have a meal on the streets this week. Um, like a quick, quick point of order. I think if you're young and your only knowledge of the chain is that I, it's in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, then you need to go and take a long, hard look at yourself in a floor-length mirror okay, and so really you, question your... Yeah. You, they could, okay, the audience won't be able to have seen this, but when that person, I don't know who it was, said the chain from Guardians of the Galaxy, all of us kind of went, huh? <sighs> <sighs> that like massively famous Fleetwood Mac song is yeah. not from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's rumors. from Formula One TV coverage last <laughs> in the 1980s. <laughs> That's what it's from. Obviously. <laughs> Mary Walker on ITV. In fairness to her, she's not wrong. No, she's not. She's not no, wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay, but I think, obviously, we're going to have to qualify. So your question this week was, favourite songs 
from from, films. from films. But uh, I think it's like the angle is favorite songs that are in films. Just really happen to be in a film. Yeah, in yeah. films as opposed yeah. to. Yeah. I give her a break. Okay. <laughs> Kieran, we never start I won't with give you. Give her a break. I'll give her rumors. The album. I say, right, listen to that. <laughs> yeah, start yeah, to finish. You love it. <laughs> Kieran, we're starting with you. Favorite song from a film? Well, Mihal, we spoke on the last podcast about me crying listening to uh, <laughs> reflections from Mulan on the piano, and uh, this is another emotional one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, Godfather Three gets a, a bit of a bad rep. You know, it's not as good as Godfather One or Two. Sure, but uh, the moment at the end, outside the opera house. Um, when Michael's daughter Mary gets shot, sad, big stuff. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah. And now, well, if you haven't seen Godfather years old, that's what happens. <laughs> and um, intermezzo from Cavaliera Rusticana comes on. I don't Can you do that in an Italian? An Italian Intermezzo joke? from Cavaliera <laughs> Rusticana. Is that yeah? So How Luke, come Luke, he does a shite <laughs> accent and nobody jumps on him? And the second I do an accent that's no. even slightly sideways, you all gang up on me. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. It was useless. <laughs> Luke, imagine what George was like. Imagine what George was like to us. Right, I'm an was, Italian. That was about as good an Italian accent as, you know, in Inglorious Bastards when they go in it. Buongiorno. I'll have a three. Buongiorno. Anyway. Luke, I you might put on that bit, say, of that bit of that tune for us. Just, just, It's so beautiful, just for the audience to hear. Are, are we allowed to do that? Yeah, uh, we'll stick on a bit. I do, just in the background there behind us. It's Second so... Double uh, standards. And we, <laughs> people hopefully don't cry, but I mean, that's my, that's my... And I don't think it was written for it. I'm pretty sure, in fact, it wasn't written for it. Um, but what a moment. Mm. What a moment. Okay, Lukey. Um, does it have to be a film or can it be a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know, like I ask a question, a very specific question, and he has to come back with something. Uh, do you know what? No, film. And then we'll, I'll, I'll let you go with the TV show after. Okay, Michal, I'm sorry. Um, um, I have a bit of a toss-up here. Um, I'm going to give an honourable shout-out to uh, a song called The Weatherman. It's from ground. It's at the start of Groundhog Day oh, it's yes. by a guy called Delbert McClinton. Oh, yeah, good. good upbeat. Uh, it's a great song, just in its own right. Um, some cool lyrics. But um, this is a real left field choice. Uh, this is a song that was in Disney's George of the Jungle. Oh, in 1997, uh, it's by a guy called Johnny Clegg, who is a South African musician. He was a South African musician. He died a few years ago. The song is called Dela. It was. It was uh, Written in, in, I think, 89, and it's got all that those hallmarks of that late 80s produced pop that kind of got the synths Synth-y and the big thing, yeah. kind of 80s gated drums and stuff. I'm a sucker for all that. And because he's South African, it's also got a lot of, like, you know, like, I really like the Graceland album, so it has that kind of bass and that jangly, lovely, positive, major sound and South African guitar and stuff. And on its surface, it's just like, this is a bog standard pop song. And then you listen to it a bit more and like there's a lot of cultural uh, convergence there. A lot of different things coming together. And there's some great lyrics. And there's one of my favorite descriptions of uh, what being in love feels like ever in any song in this song. He says, I think I know why the dog howls at the moon. Yes, which I think is just a great way of 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 kind of wrapping that up into one little neat bow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's not like it's not a masterpiece of music or anything, but it's uh, 
Well, yeah. There you go. We'll have to yeah, hear a bit of that one too. It's a great song. Yeah. Throw it on. He did some really interesting things as well. He was, I think, a band that he was in years ago was the first integrated band in uh, apartheid era South Africa. Quite a big, notable career in South Africa. They used to call him the White Zulu. What was his name again? Johnny Clegg. Oh, very good. If anybody's interested in a bit of uh, music history reading... On their on Wikipedia on their lunch break, go and read about Johnny Clegg. Well, now I'm going to have to. When you said it was from George the Jungle, I thought it was going to be the theme <laughs> tune, and I was hoping you were going <laughs> like, "That's a cracker." Doctor John, <laughs> that's Doctor John, lads. The theme tune from George the Jungle. George, George, George. Of Not that jungle. one. No, there's another one. That one. Oh, what one are you on? There's about? another one. What's that one? Oh, the structure has fallen to shite. The, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm lost. Okay, we'll anyway, move on. Rory, 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 Rory. Mine is short. Um, I love falling slowly from once. Oh, are you I, big sap? Absolutely adore it. Every time it comes on, I listen to it start to finish. No. Why? No. Why? Ah, man. I call that song Karen. falling slowly to sleep. No, lads. That is such a lovely tune. It's so simple. Quinner, go on, give it to me. It's so simple. Uh, I've just had a lot of, I've, I've just heard it a lot of times. Yeah. That must be it. That must be it. I, I remember I remember seeing once in the cinema, and in fairness, I remember going home, and like falling slowly is four chords, but at that stage of my musical career, it took me like two hours to work them out. Sure. I remember going home to work them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, and, yeah, anyway. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Rory. I'm, I'm sorry, there. Rory. I'm not. I'm not. He sat there and listened it's politely to ours, and he said ours, and the two of us immediately went, "Not a shite, man." <laughs> when Glenn Hansard, that's a shit choice, Rory. <laughs> when Glenn Hansard gets interviewed on In the Lamplight, it's just myself and Rory on. Yeah, yeah I think never so. Never mind those two boyos. <laughs> I know. It's a lovely little song. I think I'm just same as you, a little bit jaded with it. I've heard it a lot. How how much are we talking? Like, have you sat and listened to it repetitively? <laughs> oh, it's like, you're no, talking about it like like you've heard it no, every second know, song. Do you know what it is? It's it's like it's it's one of those songs like Wonderwall. If there's a piano in a room at a house party and yes. somebody sits down, go on, give us an altitude in there, Jacinta. Jacinta sits down. Oh God, what will I do? And unless Jacinta's unreal, then I'm going to hear the song murdered in front of me. Maybe, maybe that's maybe I'm just not as like musically um, up there. But I I love Wonderwall as well. (laughs) And if someone plays it, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've more time. Do you know what it is? Actually, I've worked it out. Uh, The very first song that I teach students, sure, when they come to me, yeah. Is falling slowly. Right. Okay, well then that's going because to wreck it. Because it's got it, this yeah. three, four note melody that you can just play with with your fingers do, in the one do, position, do, do, and that's the first song that I teach people. So that's 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 that must be it. That okay. must be it. That that's must okay. be it. You've heard a lot of bad renditions of it. Well, just they haven't been good yet. <laughs> oh, careful now. <laughs> careful now. Well, if it's the first one he teaches, yeah, they're not yeah. going to be crackers. Like, yeah, 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 very good. Do you want to give us yours? Uh, mine is probably. It's definitely anything. No, not anything from the commitments, but it's definitely from the commitments, and it's probably love a bit of destination anywhere, but probably Mustang Sally. That's good. Probably Mustang Sally. Right. Yeah. I've often thought I'll, I'll, I'll give that a stronger reaction than I gave Rory's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a yeah. serious Ru- Ru- tune. Ru- one weaker, is he? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Mustang Sally, etc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your man, your man who sang that in the film. Like he was Andrew 16 Strong. When they he shot was that. Andrew. He was 16. He yeah. was Andrew Strong. No, he was 16. <laughs> yeah, though. he was 16 when they shot that. Like he looks like not an old fella, but he looks well in. Mm. Like he looks like he definitely is going for a mortgage in the next couple of years. He was 16. <laughs> Do you know? I'd love to know who this Sally was, because she fair got around. <laughs> she did. Long tall Sally, Mustang Sally, lay down Sally. Do you know? I'm just saying. Harry Sally. Met Sally. Was 
Sally was a popular girl. Sally from Carnation Street. about Sally. 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 Right. Great question, Michal. Great stuff, Michal. Well, speaking of Irish films, we had songs from Once and we had songs from The Commitments. We're now going to speak to the star of Intermission which was, uh, I think, mentioned on the podcast a few episodes ago as my favourite Irish film. Yeah. Um, and I was delighted when when we heard um, that this lady was going to come on the show. Um, she's playing a show in the Hawkswell, her brand new show, Demented, uh, on Friday the 10th of June. Uh, and right now, folks, we're going to speak to Deirdre O'Kane. Deirdre O'Kane, you are very welcome to In the Lamplight. Oh, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Deirdre, I want to start um, by bringing you all the way back to 1987 because it was a big year in the history of Sligo and a big year in the life of Deirdre O'Kane, apparently. You spent it here um, in the Hawkswell Theatre with the Acorn Theatre Group. What, yeah, are your, what, what are your memories of that time, Deirdre? My memories are of going to Xanadu nightclub for 99 cents and I got a chicken curry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lovely. my main memory. <laughs> Lovely. Xanadu and we lived became... in Cartram Bay, and the house was so cold. We had one little blow heater. Do you know when you're a student back in the day? They're just penniless. And yeah. the, the lace curtains used to stick to the window. And there was, I remember trying to pull them off one morning, and a sheet of ice came flying off into my face. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> just what you need yeah. on a winter's morning. Yeah. What were yeah. you doing here, Deirdre? Acorn was a theatre company and I wanted to be an actress. It was my first kind of professional job. I mean, it was a false game, really. Um, but it was fantastic. You know, there was a load of us who wanted to be actors and people who wanted to be um, lighting engineers and design, set designers and stage managers. And a, and a good few of us are still in the business. Um, they should still do this kind of thing. But, yeah. but the Hawkswell was our base and that was like it was our theatre. You know, we kind of were based there and we ran around the place like we owned it. It, yeah. was, it was mighty crack. It was good fun. Brilliant. I spoke to uh, a colleague of yours from back in those days, Adrian Eames, and uh, ah, yeah. we ha- he, unfortunately, Deirdre, he had no stories on you. Um, but he did say he, <laughs> he, he did say you were a terrific actress. Um, that was very kind of him. Yeah, that was yeah. kind. <laughs> he, he was very um, he was very, I suppose he, he loved those days. You know, he looks back very fondly on them. Would you would you feel similarly about them? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It was kind of like a training. You know, it was like there, there were no um there was no gaiety schools or acting schools then if you wanted to train. So really, they were there longer than me now. I think I only got about eight, seven, eight months, whereas they had all been there like maybe a year before I was. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, but it was, they were happy, happy days. We were poor as church mice and happy out. <laughs> Deirdre, the first time I came across you, um, you were in Moonboy. And when I was in school, oh, yeah. I was nicknamed the Moon Boy. And don't ask me why. There's a little story behind it, but don't ask me why. But listen, okay. um, <laughs> you wanted to be an actress at first, but you went on mm-hmm. to pursue stand-up. What was yeah. that decision? Why Why did you go with stand-up in the end? Well, it was an accident. Um, I didn't. I had no intention of becoming a stand-up. I didn't know anything about stand-up comedy. I'd never really seen any either. But all actors are moan a lot, you know, because there's never there's never enough work. Like there's mm. just never. It's heartbreaking to be honest with you. And um, so my husband, who wasn't my husband then, but was he was wanting to make films, and he was he was asked if he would make a documentary about the Cat Laughs Festival, the the comedy festival in Kilkenny. Now this is twenty odd years ago, um, and 
it was the first one, you know, it, it hadn't existed before. And he said to me, look, stop giving out and just come down and be a dog's body and make tea and run around and give me a hand. So that's what I did. And basically what happened was as kind of almost as a, as a payment, I was given, you know, a laminate and access all areas laminate. That was my pay. And um, and I just went to watch lots of stand up comedy. I'd never really seen it before, to be honest with you. And I just had a moment. I had a, a what do you want to call it? A road to Damascus moment. Uh, that's a bit highfalutin. A penny dropped. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah. let's just say a penny drop. Yeah. I yeah. just was looking at it and I thought, I think I could do this. I think I could do this. And on the way home in the car, I started writing jokes. And I went back to Kilkenny the following year as a performer in that festival. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah, did you a have a fast turnaround? That is a fast turnaround. Yeah. Mm. And what like surely that is one of the most terrifying things a human a human being can do is to get up in front of an audience and and try and be funny. Like was was it terrifying for you, Deirdre? Yeah, it was. I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't. I mean, anybody any man who's ever been a best man at a wedding knows the fear and the horror that goes with that. And that that's the best thing I can think of as as a comparison, except that the room doesn't necessarily want you to do well, <laughs> at least yeah. at the wedding. They might want you to do well. They might be willing you on. But when you start out as a rookie comedian, they, they don't care. They don't care if you live or die, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. They haven't bought a ticket to see you. You know, it's a club. Yes. And um, they're just going to get what they get. And of course, at that time, there weren't any females and there, there used to be quite a concern when I was introduced on stage. I'd often hear the <gasps> intake of breath, almost like the audience were really worried, you know, like, oh, my mm. God, a girl. Oh, that's all the <laughs> horror. Here she yeah. comes now. Yeah. God help her. You know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so I always remember I, I used to have to like put them at their ease, like have a couple of good jokes to put them at their ease immediately. Um, whereas I thought the boys got a bit more grace, but right, maybe, yeah. And you say, um, you say you're either gonna you're either gonna live or die up there on that stage. Did you ever die? As in, have ah, you? Yeah, ha- have I you know. Listen, that's of- a that's there's no comedian in the world who hasn't experienced dying on stage. It's it's not possible not to experience it because it's you you play in all kinds of bizarre venues. I mean, you'll end up in front of a crowd who are so drunk they can't see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I've I've played in front of hen nights at two o'clock in the morning in Camden like you, you're <laughs> you're going to be thrown to the lines and you will not survive all of it and that's part of it you have to cut your teeth there's it kind of have to it kind of has to happen but I will say I didn't die very much Um, I had a couple of just horrible gigs you know I've had my fair share of unpleasant gigs but actually dying to the point we have to leave the stage um, would <laughs> <God>. be <laughs> Yeah. Quite rare, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. And so, like, that is obviously part of the the learning experience. Um. As you say, it's you have to cut your teeth that way. Did it like? Did it affect? Did it ever affect you personally, or did you ever, you know, doubt yourself, or did you always say, no, that was just a bad night. I'm going to rock in again the next night, and things are going to be okay. Oh, I still doubt myself. I mean, right. I still okay. do. I still do that. I still um, because every show is a new show, and therefore every bit of material is new. So every time you embark on new material and new stuff. You're you're almost as vulnerable as you were the first time because you yeah. just don't, you don't know what you have until you get up in front of a crowd. I mean, what you do have now is, you know, vast experience and I have a better idea. You know, I, I, I know I can do the job, you know, no, I know I can do it well, but, um, but you're still, Still, they, they never, the self-doubt, I don't think, goes away. I think you kind of need it, don't you? It's, it's a part of the neuroses. It's, uh, it, it all just goes with the territory. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. 
I was going to say I'm not demented. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, will come back to I demented, am. but yeah, yeah, oh, very good, very good. Okay, well. Deirdre, you have huge experience gigging all over the world, but where, where is it across the world? Where is the place that you love coming back to every couple of years? Is it the festivals or is it your own gigs that you prefer? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I love the festivals because I get to see other comics. When I'm on the road um, on my own, you're just on your own. You know, so you're coming off stage and you might have if your opening act has stayed, then fine, you've got somebody to talk to. But sometimes you're really on your own um, mm. and it's not loads of crack. And, and anything that's under two hour drive, I, I'll just jump in the car and drive home. You know, so there's a lot of driving involved. So the festivals are nice for us. That's when we get to kind of hang out talking about the neuroses of what we're doing and talking about crowds and ticket sales and, you know, the actual job, the job of the job, you know, yeah. people forget that it's a, you know, there's a whole other side to this, and you know, the, the selling of tickets and the hustle. And it's been tricky post COVID, you know, the audiences aren't, they're not quite back to what they were. I think some people still are, how you know, I think we've gotten used to staying at home. Yeah. Really have to encourage people to come out. Um, yeah. Now I do, there was an initial kind of yahoo yeah. that that's died down again. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't know what people are worried about the cost of living or, or whatever, but uh, as I like to say to them, listen, lad, you need to laugh when you come out and we need you. <laughs> Yeah. More importantly, we yeah, need no, you. I couldn't agree more, Deirdre. Yeah, I think I think you're onto something there. And hopefully the more we encourage them, the more they will come back. Um, I mean, the wonderful thing is how gratifying it is at the moment. Like the audiences that are there. Oh, my God, they're they're ecstatic and they're given a lot. They're so happy to be out yeah. laughing, you know, yeah. and they're laughing for an hour and a half. It's it's yeah. the best medicine. It is. It, it surely is. It surely uh, is. Hopefully, Deirdre, now in a, in a week or so, they will be laughing their arses off in the Hoxhill Theatre. You've got a new show. You're touring Listen, around Ireland at the minute. But what, if I tell say us it about myself, the new show. If I, if, I, if I let you speak, it'll be great, wouldn't it? Would you? <laughs> if on. I actually let you finish the sentence, would not be delightful. <laughs> um, Go on, no, tell us about God, the new show. I, I, Self-praise is no praise and all that, but man, I'm happy with this show. I mean, it flies and it's just, there's something, there's just something lovely about watching people laugh for an hour and a half straight. It doesn't let up. It doesn't stop for a minute. It just goes like a train. It's so quick. I can't even believe it. And they're just... Howling. I hear I hear it's the best one you've ever written, Deirdre. I think so. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And yeah. come here. I, I, I was just reading there was a the, the Sligo Champion had an article um about your show last week and I was reading it. And um part of it is being a parent as is, is about being a parent of a teenager. Or a teenager. Yeah, two so teenagers. so yeah, I ha yeah. I have a I have an eleven year old daughter. Oh, the best to look to. Yeah. Has it, uh, <laughs> has it kicked off yet? The the, the hormones have kicked uh, the off. The odd time, but like I'm 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 wondering, can you can you let me in on what's what's coming my way in the next few years? <laughs> a lot of tears. A lot right. of tears. Yeah. <laughs> on whose side, Deirdre? <laughs> uh, yours. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, they're great. Kids are great. Like, look at you know, they just have to go through it, don't they? I feel for them. Like it's. It's awful. Teenagehood yeah. is awful. So um, you you do, you have to give them a lot of rope. You know, you have to give them, you have to, an awful lot of walking away. Take a <laughs> breath and walk away and don't take it personally. Don't yeah. take the old attacks. Oh, yeah, when they're shouting at you, you know, you just yeah. don't take it personally. Just remind yourself that they're in the horrors. And just go, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm going to have a beer. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that, you know. But God, Lovely. it is, it's madness. It's absolute yeah. madness. 
Yeah, and and come here. Tell us a bit more about the show. You've 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 got the bit about the teenagers. Um, any other subject matter? You well, can I have. I'll tell you, on. just on on the subject of the teenagers. I mean, there is. I, I talk about cleaners and having a cleaning lady and asking yeah. the audience if they have one and we get into a huge conversation about it because Irish people have a weird attitude to, to cleaners and to having a cleaner and some you know they, they just, we can't cope with the idea of somebody's cleaning our dirt even if we're paying them an absolute fortune which we do <laughs> we're, we're so hung up about it we, we're groveling to the cleaners now at this stage we're going do you mind do you mind if I pay you 15 euro cash into your hand and I'll clean the house before you get here would that be alright you know, that, that's our attitude yeah. but uh, well, I talk about all of that stuff and, I, and I, you just remind me when you're talking with the teenagers that I say oh mine are ruined I had one Chinese cleaner and I said to her her kids were the same age as mine at the time that I had her they were like six and eight or something yeah. and I said to her happy your children I was going to collect mine from school and I, I couldn't I just got really nosy to be honest with you yeah, yeah. and I said Emma how how are your kids getting home and she said to me they will make all my home <laughs> I said, right, okay okay and will they will they get themselves a snack and she looked at me as if I was a pick and she said, uh, they will have my dinner for me when I come home. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. All right. OK, oh, mine are ruined. And I knew they were ruined very recently because my teenager said to me, that's for dinner one of the Sundays. And I said, roast chicken. And she said, I've gone off roast chicken. And I thought, for God's sake, nobody goes off roast chicken. It's a winner, winner chicken dinner. And she said to me, I saw it in the fridge. It's a funny looking color. I said, well, it's yellow because it's a corn fed chicken. You'd pick. I said, if you were eating corn in the cob all day, it wouldn't take you long to look like Lisa Simpson either. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Great stuff, Deirdre. Um, Camille, you're talking about um, uh, stepping away and, and you know, giving, giving them rope. One of my favourite uh, characters you played over the years did the complete opposite of that. Um, it was Nolene in Intermission. Oh man! Um, yeah. What what a part! What what are your memories of those days? That's that that still stands the test of time. That film, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it's a, it was a real cult hit, wasn't it? Like people still will shout out at me now in the street about that film. And there's a lot of people who do the, all the brown sauce the jokes brown sauce, and they yeah. quote lines from it and all the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. I think my memory is that I shot it really quickly. Like I I shot all of my stuff in about a week, and I also remember being very out of breath when I had to kick the living daylights out of Michael uh, right. Michael Hatton who yeah, played yeah. my husband who yeah. went on to be rats if yes. you remember in yes, um, Paths to Freedom yeah. and then went on to Game of Thrones but yeah. um, I remember having to fight him outside the bank and yeah. John who was the director kept saying we just go for another take and I hadn't I couldn't <laughs> say Jesus Christ I've been awful stitch like I couldn't yeah. breathe yeah, we'd done yeah. it like six times at this stage you know, have you ever kicked the shit out of anyone it's exhausting <laughs> it's absolutely exhausting <laughs> That's one of my strongest memories. And the poor woman in the supermarket. Oh, the and uh, yeah, yeah. She got a tough time. She she got a tough time. And I yeah. remember my remember making Colin Farrell as well. That was the first time I'd ever encountered Colin, and he was sort of on his way. You know, he's just beginning to be a star. Yeah, I was a little bit enamoured with him. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. He was brilliant in that too. Ah, uh, yeah. It's great and everything. So, so Deirdre, you are coming to Sligo next week, um, Friday the tenth of June, um, yeah, and can't for, wait. with with your new show, Demented. Uh, so, look, um, we're all really looking forward to it. We'll we'll be we'll hopefully. I see hope you you're coming week. in now, the two of you, are you? Of course, of, of course. We are now. Since you, we are now. We are now. Half a Sligo's, half a Sligo's coming from what I hear, Deirdre. Uh, listen, um, if you have teenagers, you have to come in. Oh, really? Yeah. I, or, or maybe if you have the menopause, have you got that yet? Oh, not yet, not yet. Soon, though. Ah, well, it's coming. Yeah, I've yeah. been warned. Menopause yeah. and the wisdom tooth are next. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep the gin handy. That'll help. That helps a lot. <laughs> anyway, look, Deirdre O'Kane, thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, uh, will, listen, thanks will, for having me. We will see you next Friday. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. In the Hawkswell. And, uh, and, and look, best of luck with the tour and with the new show. And uh, we'll see you along the way. Thanks a million, guys. Thank you. Now, my friends, please welcome stage your host, Deirdre O'Kane. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to me. Um, I cannot tell you how unbelievably happy I am to be back at work. The thing about COVID-19 and the lockdown was that it really reminded me of the time I took a year off to be a full-time stay-at-home mum. Now, I shouldn't say stay-at-home mum because there are men out there doing the full-time dad thing, and I take my hat off to the four of them. <laughs> Because look, it's, it's not easy. Um, even the title of the job is oppressive, isn't it? Stay at home. <laughs> Don't be thinking of going anywhere. You're not a going out mum, you're a stay at home mum. So bloody well stay at home. And you do, and you go slowly mad, like we all did during the lockdown. Because after a while, it gets a bit Groundhog Day. You bake all the cakes and you make all the dinners and then you have to make them again. Because if you try something different, they don't like it. <laughs> so you have to go back to the fish fingers and the pesto again. And you cannot believe how often they need to eat. Three meals a day doesn't begin to cover it. I became obsessed with food. Look, this is what happens to the inside of my head when I am full-time parenting. This is how I think. What do we have for the dinner? The bedtime snack, the breakfast, the mid-morning snack, the lunch, the afternoon snack, the dinner, the hot chocolate, the breakfast, the lunch boxes, the lunch, the water bottles, the laundry will never be done, the dinner. Oh, Jesus, we're back at the dinner again. <laughs> right, well, there's chicken in the fridge. How long is that there, I wonder? Two days, maybe it's three. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Should those sell-by dates are only for insurance? <laughs> Still, if in doubt, throw it out. Ah, no, I'm sure it's perfectly fine. Still, no point in poisoning the whole family. Oh, here, let's just take 10 quid and feck it in the bin. They'll have to have pasta again. Though I've got to get some protein into Daniel or his brain will never develop. <laughs> but there's protein and cheese, isn't there? Ah, yeah, that'll do. And maybe I could use up those bananas that are turning black. Note to self, Deirdre, stop buying bananas and waiting for them to turn black. <laughs> I'll have to make banana bread. Oh, God, no, I'm not in the mood for that. I could make smoothies. What do we need for them? Milk, raspberries, ice cream. What's the story with raspberries? Four quid for five raspberries and a punnet. <laughs> I must remember to grow them in the next life. <laughs> Still, smoothies are a good idea. At least I get some calcium into Holly. She won't even take milk with her cereal, the little witch, which means she'll probably get osteoporosis, and then she won't be able to have kids, and I'll get the blame for that, of course. <laughs> Why didn't you give me milk? I tried. You didn't even breastfeed me. I tried. I got mastitis. Cows get mastitis. It's hideous. <laughs> I was so demented after doing this for a year, that I seriously considered becoming a hooker just to get out in the evenings. <laughs> like, I gave it some very real thought. Like, it was a legitimate business opportunity. I remember thinking, well, those hours would suit me. <laughs> and I thought, maybe I could do it differently to everybody else. Do you know, most hookers won't kiss on the lips, for example. I thought, Maybe I could kiss on the lips exclusively and not bother with the rest. <laughs> that is the definition of thinking outside the box. <laughs> Sit with that now for a minute.
Midnight. <laughs> Not a sound on the pavement. Has the moon lost her memory? She is smiling alone. Why is he singing memories from Cat? Is so, that a musical? Yeah, I think so. In the land lies oh, yeah, the way collected my feet. Lads, we had no music on the show this week, so I had to provide something. Well, that was incredible. Yeah, that thank you. Is. Thank you very much. I'm thinking of singing it at the, at the next show, do you know? Absolutely. I've been doing my research, and I was listening to this, um, this tune from Cats, and... Uh, there I hear this beautiful lyric. Yeah, unreal. One minute twenty into the show, and is that like a secret message from you guys back in the day when we were naming the show? Like I never yeah. thought you'd find out. Really? Yeah, we yeah. were so well planned back then. We swung an entire conversation <laughs> for a month around how we'd name the show, all to subliminally get you to agree to in the lamplight for the one day that you decided to put on a musical theme night that you'd figure wow. that out. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, this actually, this whole—I suppose we can talk about it now because you're doing a musical <laughs> theme awesome, night, yeah. but Blowing this whole open. podcast and everything. Thing that we've done together <laughs> for the last two years has all just been part of a huge concentrated effort. You thought we were friends, subliminally, but. <laughs> subliminally coerce you into running a musicals team night. There you uh, go. Well, it so worked, lads. Yeah. It worked. It worked. Great okay. stuff. Um, right, enough of, enough of <laughs> enough Give of us you. another verse. <laughs> I don't know what another verse. <laughs> Rory, what do you got for us this week on Rory Recommends? If your life is feeling grey, like a dull and cloudy day, we can chase your booze away. Rory recommends you something to defend you from the boredom that offends you. Also fix your hairdo. It's Rory Recommends. I'm sorry to do this again, okay? So to regular listeners of the podcast may have or may remember that a couple of episodes back I recommended sweets called Mike and Ike's. And at the time I remember thinking you can't do food on a podcast lads because nobody can taste it or see it or they whatever. They can hear it. Well, they're about to hear it again. Because Although I don't know if we can say uh, a couple of episodes back, because that was like seven months ago. But only a couple of episodes uh, back. Yeah. Um, okay, so this particular... I'm going to take it out now here, and I've been hiding it. Oh, from the Rory, don't. <laughs> what is that? I Have can't you even, seen these? What is that? Chia Energy Bombs. Chia? Chia? Chia. Made by Joe. Joe with no E. It's Joe, yeah. It's, it's notions. Joe with notions. Joe's absolute nutrition. Chia Energy Bombs. Right. <laughs> right, so, okay. Are they like protein things? Let me explain why I came across these in the first place. These little yolks are great in the middle of the day for when, you're, when you feel that little slump. And I didn't want to be... I usually eat a bar of chocolate, but I'm trying not to eat bars of chocolate at the minute because I'm trying mm-hmm. to get out fit and healthy. So I says, what's another... <laughs> what's another <laughs> Nobody looks impressed. Yeah, they're better than they look. So I said, what's a better alternative? So I tried these. Uh, they're weird. Who got chance them? No, I just tried just walked into the shop. I'll that try, I'll is try them. rare enough now, Rory. These, now, in fairness, these are weird. These are a weird old thing. Yeah, they but look it. And I, I, you I, say they're better than they look and they fucking want to be because they, they don't look what great, do Rory, they look I'll be honest like? with you. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It looks like an overly large rabbit. A, a rabbit with a serious growth disorder took a shite in a little plastic tub. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what they look like. But I'm going to open them now. And we'll have an old tip. Okay, so everyone bear with us here now while we all grab one. And there's four in a pack, which is perfect. They must have known about us. Now, Lukey, you grab one there. And pass them on then to Kieran there. They're covered in coconut, are they? Coconut, Mm. Well, I do do enjoy a bit of coconut, I have to say. Throw me up that packet there. Thank you. Have a look well, at it's, this. It's, we, it's mostly prunes. Can we taste them yet? Um, yeah, yeah. Prunes. Oh, yeah, God. prunes and bits. Ah, now here, I disagree with prunes. All in oh. one, is this? I'll give it a go, yeah. All in one. Yeah, well, oh, mine's all in now. 
All right, Claire. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I expect a different texture. Fair play to you, Joe. Oh, I could get on board with Does now. Joe not make a nice ball? She make a nice ball. I feel it's nice, and it's, it's supposed to be good for you. Oh. Which I thought. If, oh. Okay, so there's 100 calories in that ball that you've just eaten. Aye. Which is, you know, about about a third of what a chocolate bar would mm. have. But similar levels of energy. All right. And less fat. All right. Uh, so I think for anyone who enjoys a nice, hearty thing to pop in their mouth in the middle of the day for energy, mm. why not? Why not one of Joe's balls? Oh, nice little luck. <laughs> <laughs> why not one of Joe's balls? <laughs> <laughs> this is always going to go that way. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that all day. <laughs> There's a. Uh, there's a nice little drop of protein in Joe's balls as well. <laughs> there's a fierce drop of protein. There's a lovely little drop of protein in Joe's ball. Not a lot of salt. It's not very salty. The listeners will be happy to know Joe's balls are not salty. I can't do this. <laughs> you brought it in, man. This is your recommend. And, uh, and just, just, just so we can be very clear... Hey, if you if you do buy some of Joe's balls and you're keeping them around the house to eat another day, you need to store Joe's balls in a cool, dry place. Yeah, as as all balls should be stored. As all balls should be stored. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, so I can imagine for the listeners now they are none the wiser of what's just happened for the last five minutes. So what these are? These are little chia. Energy bombs, they're called. Runners apparently use them a lot. Uh, some people might be familiar with them. Uh, but they had them in Centra, and I thought they were great old crack. Leo's still chewing on Joe's ball over there. <laughs> Me, <laughs> he well, hasn't got a doubt he yet. He is savouring Joe's ball. <laughs> Me has got the giggles. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I, can, I can go with that, Rory. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you, you do need a bit of energy in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, you've had your lunch. Dinner, yeah. dinner's looking at... <laughs> <laughs> a few hours away, you know, an apple. Yeah, no. Dr. Bar is a possibility. Yeah, or a, or a, or a, or a good protein ball. <laughs> <laughs> I buy. I work four days, and I buy a packet of them at the start of my work week, and I have one per day with a cup of coffee mm. in the middle of the day, and I. Because I would have been a religious chocolate bar eater mm. of various different kinds. There any chocolate bar in the county I haven't tried. Every single one of them, all shapes and sizes, loved them all. Glorious. Loved chocolate. Thought, how am I, like, genuinely addicted to chocolate bars. Thought, how am I going to get away from this? And I think I found one. I think I found a way of getting away from it. Date, date balls. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a little suck on a date ball. <laughs> No. Right, right, no. we have to go now. Good no. luck. Illegal. Good luck. I have one more question before we finish. Michal Carney, you mentioned to Deirdre O'Kane that you were called Moon Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. why? And and she wasn't allowed to ask you, so I'm going to ask you. What's the crack here? Uh, there was no real reason for it other than I had a hat, like a... Basically, I was bullied about it, but I had like a Moon Boy hat. You know those hats that you found in like Duns with the bobble on top? Yeah. Yes. But in fairness, looking back on pictures now, I was the cut <laughs> out of Moon Boy. <laughs> I was the cut out of him. I wish I went and auditioned at the time because I would have loved that. Could have been you. Could have been me. <laughs> I was the cut. In fairness, it was all the leaving starts, and I was probably in like second or third year at the time. So it was you like were an Moon easy Boy. target. Yeah, oh, such an easy target. And I was so plump and just full of no confidence as well. Full of no full confidence. Full of no confidence, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, oh, such an easy target. Yeah, Moon Boy. That's the call me fears. I haven't been called it in ages. Thank God. There you go. 
Moonboy on the streets. Moonboy on the streets. Make a new jingle, Luke. <laughs> Folks, we'll see you on the Hawkswell this Friday. Thanks for listening. Good luck. Love you. Jeez, I never really know what to say at the end here at all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>